Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. Hey, this is Trip Lanier, host of the New Man Podcast. What you're about to hear is the audio taken from a video that I've created. And it may make a lot more sense if you can actually see the visuals that go along with what you're hearing. You can watch all of the videos by visiting thenewmanpodcast.com. All right, what are we talking about today? We're talking about if you struggle to follow through on the stuff you know you need to be doing, we're going to be talking about shiny object syndrome. You get going down one path and, hey, we're doing this thing. And then, hey, what is that over there? I think I need to be doing it. You go, you keep shifting strategies, shifting directions. Uh, we're going to be talking about if you compare yourself to others when you put people on a pedestal and you're like, man, that guy, he really knows what he's doing. He's got it all figured out. He's got the secret sauce. I'm going to tell you a coaching client story. I'm going to tell you a coaching. I'm going to tell you a story about a coaching client uh, and how we essentially use the process of building his business to transform his mindset and the story he was telling about himself. If you don't know who I am, I am Trip Lanier. I am a professional coach, also the host of the New Man Podcast, which has been downloaded millions of times, and I'm also the author of. This book will make you dangerous. For whatever we talk about today, take whatever works for you and feel free to throw out the rest. So let's talk about this coaching client. What was going on for him? He worked for himself. He had a he had his own business, and the 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 type of business it was proven to be a successful business. There was a ton of upside if he was willing to do the work, right? If he was willing to. Uh, stick with it, be consistent. He was aware of how others had done this similar type of business and done very well for themselves. As a solopreneur, he was in a bit of a pickle. He, 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 he was all alone. He didn't have anybody to report to. He could completely bullshit himself. He didn't have anybody to hold him accountable. And he could essentially just fall asleep at the wheel. And as a result, he was bumping along week to week, month to month. He was not having the results that he wanted for himself. And there were three main reasons why this was happening. Number one, he suffered from what I call just enough disease. What is that? Just enough disease occurs when you make you make enough money, or this can happen in fitness too. You're like, yeah, I make just enough. You get some results going, you get a little momentum, and you're like, you know what? I'm good. I'm, we're fine. I, you get to this comfortable place, and then you just coast. Why is that? It's, you're essentially in a prey animal 
mentality. You're essentially acting like prey, meaning you're only motivated to move if something's chasing you down, if you're in some kind of a danger. When we're in this place, life has a lot of peaks, a lot of valleys. It's up and down, up and down. His business was in this cycle of what felt like feast and famine. And it's essentially like trying to ride a bike, but you're only starting and stopping. Starting and stopping a bike sucks. Like that's the part that takes the most energy is to get going. Riding a bike is actually quite fun. It's quite easy. It's where you got momentum. You can take your hand, your hands off the handlebars. You can wave at your friends. You can do all kinds of stuff. You can't do that when you're starting and stopping. You're in that exhausting place. So that was the first reason, just enough disease. Number two, he had shiny object syndrome. He'd try something for a little while, he gets something going, and it'd start to get uncomfortable. You know, it's like, I don't know, he'd start the doubts to start to come in. And as soon as it got challenging, he'd start looking around. Oh, look, there's this other thing over there. Maybe I should be trying that. Maybe I'm on the wrong path. Maybe I need to go over there. He never gave himself time, or he never gave these strategies really any time to get through that dip of learning or that dip of implementation and then actually start to produce some results. Deep down, if he felt uncertain or he felt uncomfortable, he'd start to create this story that he must be on the wrong path. He believed that he had a better way. He had an amateur mindset that said, well, if things are uncomfortable or feel things, things feel uncertain or I might fail, then I must be doing it wrong. And so he would be looking for hacks. He wanted to find the shortcut, the cheat code. He wanted to find the secret sauce. And that left him feeling frustrated and drained and unable to trust himself. And number three He had this self-doubt about who he was, as in, you know what? I'm just not one of those guys. Those, those, Those guys are able to create great success. They're able to do amazing things. They must be cut from a different cloth than I am. So he put these people on a pedestal and he'd say, you know, look, they're doing the same thing. I'm working, but I'm not getting the results they are. They've got something. They've got that secret sauce. Uh, They were born with something. They were born with some kind of an advantage. I just don't have that he would see his lack of success as a personal thing. He would take it personally. It was a ref- as if it was a reflection of who he was as a person instead of an indicator that it was time to course correct on some of the ways that he was doing things, some of the behaviors. So he couldn't quite separate who he was from the choices or the behaviors that he had. And again, this just wore him down. It was draining and it killed his confidence. The good news is that he was sick of this shit. He was sick of this pattern. He was tired of blaming. He was tired of making excuses. And he realized that it was up to him to make the change. He realized that he was 100% responsible for this dynamic. He wasn't going to play the victim anymore. And so he hired me to help him get clarity about what it is that he truly wanted to do. He hired me to help him create these goals that were inspiring, but also doable. He hired me to hold him accountable and to make sure that he did the work and he followed through with consistency And ultimately, we both agreed that we were going to be doing transformative work, meaning that we were going to transform these fears and these doubts and these limiting stories that he told about himself. Now, to be clear, I wasn't, I didn't take this client on because I just wanted to help him make more money. The money part isn't that inspiring. It's, it's, it can be fun, but just helping people be successful isn't inspiring. Why is that? Most time, most of the time when people are striving to be successful, they can create a trap for themselves where they end up feeling trapped or drained or isolated or stressed out or bored or always anxious, always worrying about stuff. I don't want to help anybody do that kind of thing. So we both agreed that we were going to be aligning his income and his business goals with the lifestyle that he ultimately wanted. We were going to be aligning his business 
and his income goals with what gave him a sense of deep meaning and purpose. So instead of trapped and drained and isolated or stressed, we were going to be moving in the direction of greater freedom, aliveness, love, and peace. That was going to be our metric. That was going to be our compass heading. So from this place, we got to work. The first thing we did was just set a financial goal. In an ideal scenario, what's the amount of money that he would love to make that year? And it was $250,000. That, that was a goal for him that felt like a, a significant stretch, but also if we executed correctly, that was doable. He, he had a sense that that could be done. And so it fired him up. It fired him up that, that we were going to be moving towards that. Again, it was just something to move towards. It wasn't something that we were going to kill him. It wasn't something that we were going to grind him to a, a pulp in order to achieve. The other thing is that we knew his business strategy was solid. He had mentors that were advising him what to do. He, he just simply needed to bring that consistency to the process. And so what we did, instead of fixating on that outcome goal of $250,000, we broke it down into some very simple process goals, the things that he could do on a daily or weekly basis. And we also made a firm agreement that these are the process goals. These are the things that if you execute them, we believe they are going to put you on this trajectory to make that $250,000 a year. And so the agreement we made was, let's do this for six months. Our coaching arrangement was for a year, but I said, let's just stick with this process for six months, no matter what. Let's just put our feet both in. We're committing. We're not going to steer you know, and change, change directions every week. We made that agreement, and I'm glad we did. I'll tell you what. Within the first two months... He had a couple of wins. I think he brought in, I think he brought in $40,000 within the first month or two. And that was, that was great. That was going to put us on track for that financial goal that he had. The process is going well. And then this would be that part where just enough disease would kick in, right? The alarms go quiet. He's comfortable. Hey, you know what? I think I could just back off the gas here. Why not just coast a little bit? I got some money in the bank. Things are going all right. No, we had an agreement. Stick with these process goals. Keep executing them. And so we kept the foot on the gas. We found the Goldilocks spot. Not too light, not too intense, just right. Just right to keep things going forward. He kept investing. He kept executing on the process goals. And then the dip came. Yes, the dip came. What happened? A few weeks went by and no leads came in, like no prospects came in for his business. And he started to freak out. Like clockwork, shiny object syndrome shows up. He comes on the call. And he's ready to jump ship. He's ready to change the game plan. He was trying to convince me that it was time to switch things up. It was time to do this. Time. He's got this other thing over here. I think this is, gonna, this is really going to be the answer. This is the thing. It's going to be the thing that saves the day. He really believed that this new strategy was going to save the day. He really believed that his existing strategy was kaput and done and over. He was convinced the ship was going down and we had to do something about it right then and there. And so I challenged him. <clears throat> I said, do you expect the process of building your business? Do you expect the income to be coming in on a linear process as if it's just kind of one step after the other and always consistent? Because here's the thing, there's nothing in nature, there's nothing in this world that is that way. It's everything has ups and downs. Everything in nature has these ebbs and flows. And so why would we expect our businesses to be any different? I reminded him of our six month agreement. I reminded him that we were going to stick with the process and he did just that. 
within a few weeks after that conversation, he had $90,000 worth of new leads come in. He didn't change anything up. Nothing miraculous shifted. He just had $90,000 of leads coming in after he thought the ship was sinking. So we went from sinking ship to party cruise in a very short period of time. Now, that's fun and the money is, is exciting, but that wasn't the big win. The big win is that he reached a powerful realization. He, he was beginning to really transform his mindset. He had been wanting to find a secret or a hack. He wanted something, when he looked at his business, he was always like, how do I avoid this discomfort? How do I avoid risk? How do I avoid looking like a moron or looking like a failure? He believed that success was the ability to outrun the stuff, to escape the stuff, to just have the upside and be able to get rid of any of the downside. In reality, he was learning that the success was contingent upon his ability or his willingness to steer into that stuff. It wasn't, success wasn't being able to outrun it or move away from it. It was willingness to go into it. The guys, he was realizing that the guys that he put on a pedestal, the guys that he thought were, you know, bathed in this secret sauce, he thought they had superpowers, but in, in turn, he was just really learning that they were willing to go into this discomfort. They were willing to go into this uncertainty. They were willing to look like a failure from time to time. They were willing to be consistent. They were willing to do the work even when they had their doubts. The guys he looked up to weren't living without discomfort. They had not escaped this discomfort. They had not escaped risk. They were just living with it. They were, there was no hack. There was no secret sauce. There was no escape. They were feeling that stuff and just choosing to do the work anyway. And as a result of doing this work, as a result of crossing this threshold, he started to see himself differently. He started to realize that he wasn't broken or inadequate or missing something. He learned that he was someone who could experience this stuff, this tension, this shit that most people are trying to outrun, and he would be fine. He, was, he learned that he was stronger as a result of steering into this stuff instead of trying to run away. To this day, our work continues. We're clarifying what he wants. We're taking consistent action. We're aligning his actions with what has him feel more expansive, what brings more meaning into his life. And he's confident now that his business is going to continue to, to improve and that he's going to reach those financial goals. But most importantly, he's transforming the story about himself. Before, he had this deep, hidden fear. I'm weak. I'm not enough. I'm, I'm broken. I think we all have a version of this. I know that I certainly do. In my lowest moments, I'm, I'm up against that belief, like I'm not enough and who the hell am I to try to do ABC and this is foolish and I'm crazy and I'm, I'm you know, weak. All of that stuff can get the best of me in a moment. I think we spend most of our time on this planet trying to outrun those fears and, or trying to, we strive to prove that we're not those things. I've worked with enough high-performing, quote, successful people to realize that that's usually what fuels them is that desire to prove or outrun that feeling of not being enough. My client is learning that he can be tested and it doesn't mean that he's doing something wrong. He's learning that he can be tested and it's just simply part of the process. It's not personal. He's transforming who he is by sticking to his word. Instead of falling prey to just enough disease consistency is allowing him to build trust in himself. Instead of falling prey to shiny object syndrome, he gets to feel what it's like to be grounded and firm in who he is. Instead of creating bullshit stories or bullshit comparisons and putting folks on a pedestal, 
He's able to experience himself as someone he admires, someone who experiences fear and does what needs to be done anyway. I'm not talking about macho bullshit or hype or posturing, just simply the truth of being able to face your fears and do the work. This transformation is what opens the door for greater peace of mind. Peace of mind doesn't come from crossing some magical finish line where we can build this magical castle with a moat around it that's going to protect us from discomfort or uncertainty or vulnerability. Peace of mind comes from knowing that discomfort and uncertainty and the possibility of failure may arise, but we can face it. Peace of mind comes from knowing that we can figure it out. Peace of mind comes from knowing that we can take a punch and get up. If you'd like to explore this conversation further, check out This Book Will Make You Dangerous at DangerousBookstore.com. And if you'd like to explore how the coaching process could transform your life, your business, your relationships, visit TripLanier.com to learn more about my coaching services. Here's to greater freedom, aliveness, love, and peace in your world. Thanks so much for watching. If you want to take full advantage of all that The New Man has to offer, be sure to visit thenewmanpodcast.com and grab the solutions I've created to help you play a bigger game, align your profession with what really matters, and keep your relationships out of the ditch. It's all available at thenewmanpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.